Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. I didn't know what to expect coming into this, so uh, you know I'm super excited. Um, had some good talks with the coaching staff here at Green Bay, so I'm excited. Well, I'm already knowing I can learn a lot from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's that's one of the the goats right there in the game, and uh, you know I'm excited to be able to come back behind him and just learn as much as I can. Jordan Love reacting to his selection. 26th pick in the first round. The Packers trading up to get him. They moved a fourth-round pick to Miami to move up four spots. They wanted to jump over Seattle, Baltimore, and Tennessee. Thinking one of those teams was going to draft him. PK, the thought of Jordan Love learning from Aaron Rodgers, whether it works out or not, it sure sounds good today. And I guess, you know, if someone like Seattle had drafted him and he'd been learning from Russell Wilson, that would have sounded good too. But Green Bay it is late in the first round. And as you were talking about yesterday, yeah, it sucks to slip. You'd like to go higher, but you go to a better situation. Got an established quarterback to learn from. A franchise that's been good for, what, more than 25 years now, almost 30 years now. Seems like a good situation for him. Yeah. Oh, if I were him, I'd be ecstatic. I get to go in the first round. I'll have that on my resume forever. And uh, I don't know about learning from guys. I think you got to learn on your own. I'm not sure how much those guys are interested in teaching. They're interested in winning. And it's up to you to learn whatever you can learn. So when your time comes, you're ready. And uh, when that time comes, I don't know when it'll be. Rogers is talking about playing until he's 40. He's 36. So it could be a while, but also at the same time, Aaron Rodgers could get hurt in the first game and the job could be yours. Any number of things can happen. you got to prepare yourself. And I think that's, uh, I don't know if it's best case scenario because we'll never know if he would have gone to Team XYZ. But as he says, he's excited and good on him and good on for Utah State. And obviously he made the right move by coming out and now he's going to be a professional. That's very cool. So you can see the tweets all over social media. Jalen Johnson's going to be taking names. It's going to be another Rudy Gobert situation, right? Rudy wears 27 because that's when he was drafted. Now, the NFL has rules on that, so there'll be some limitations on Johnson. But the fact is, six cornerbacks win in the first round, including guys picked uh, 30th and 31st right there at the end of the round. He's still on the board. He didn't go in the first round, despite a lot of mock drafts that had him going there. So I guess we'll all dial it up tonight at 5 o'clock, ABC, ESPN, the NFL Network, and see how quickly he comes off the board here in the second round. I would I would assume in the first 10 picks, but I would have guessed that he was going in the first round, and I was wrong about that. Yeah, I didn't know if he was going to go in the first round. i got to get on social media more because I didn't see one thing about Jalen Johnson, but I don't know that that's a big difference, man. In five years from now, whether you went early in the second round or middle of the second round versus late in the first round, you know, whatever. If that's the type of thing that you need to motivate yourself, so be it. The fact is, he's going to get the opportunity, and then what do you do with that opportunity? Uh, to me, that's short-term motivation. I'm, if I were him, I wouldn't be worried about that because uh, you're going to have to prove yourself no matter what round you're drafted in. And he'll get his opportunity to play in the NFL. He'll get it very soon here today. 
Obviously, it's, uh, as you said, it starts at 5 o'clock. I wasn't sure. My personal bias had him being drafted in the first round, but I acknowledge that was personal bias because I saw him play literally every game and talk to him now for three years. So I probably wanted it to happen more than I knew it was going to happen. I figured Jordan Love was 100%. But his time will come, and it'll come soon today. Second and third rounds tonight, and then rounds four through seven tomorrow night. Uh, at the top of the NFL draft is pretty predictable. The mock drafts were pretty much in agreement on what was going to happen up there. Uh, five of the top six picks went as expected. The Giants took a different offensive tackle. They still took an offensive tackle. They just didn't take the guy everybody thought they were going to take. So pretty predictable there. Nobody traded into the top three. You got any, uh, any red flags, any big winners or losers at the top of the draft? Well, obviously the Niners, man. You're drafting a first-round kid out of Arizona State. Do you realize ASU went from 2004 to 2018, and they had one first-round pick, one during that 14-year span. And now they've had back-to-back. The pro model, my friends, it's working. Both wide receivers, right? Nikhil Harry and Brendan Ayuk. Yes. Yes. You know, that's the seventh wide receiver. I always said this, that their skill players have always been very good. That's the seventh wide receiver taken all time. Tennessee leads the way with 11, and then you've got USC, Ohio State, and Miami with eight for the three of those, and then the Devils with seven. Getting guys to run and jump and do all that stuff, that's never been a problem. Winning football games, now that's been a problem. Who was the guy uh, before the wide receivers? Who was the one guy in the whatever it was, 12, 14 years you just said? I know you're going to ask me that. I don't remember specifically, but I think it was the Packers took a kid named Randall of DB. Ah, Demarius Randall. I think you're right about that. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced Vegas will host the 2022 draft. It was supposed to be in Sin City this year. But they will get their turn in two years. So they got that going. Uh, tune in tonight, 5 o'clock. Got more reaction on the on the draft and uh, what happened in the first round. We can get to that coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Colorado AD Rick George, head football coach Carl Durrell, men's basketball coach Tad Boyle, and women's coach J.R. Payne are voluntarily reducing their salaries by 10% through the upcoming fiscal year. George saying, I applaud our head coaches for taking a leadership role in doing this. It's the right thing for all of us to do. There are a lot of unknowns ahead of us. Uh, We've been doing these stories, it seems like, almost every day, PK, and I think we're going to keep doing them. I know you do. <laughs> You've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> Minnesota football coach P.J. Fleck has taken an unpaid week. There's another one. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, Carl Durrell in five years, he's going to reduce his salary to 0%. <laughs> I see what you're thinking there. I think you have a good point. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Purdue Graduate Transfer Center, Matt Harm has announced that he will be transferring to BYU for his final season of college eligibility. His quote, I'm an older guy, 23 years old. It wasn't where I'm spending the next four years. It's not even a one-year deal. It's eight months. At this point in my career, I'm not worried about facilities and locker rooms and how many Nike shoes I'm getting. That stopped being important for me. So here's a guy who's been in the Big Ten PK. Kentucky wanted him. 
Kentucky's got an eye for this kind of thing. Now he's not, you know, 15 points, 12 board guys. Those are, you know, those are awfully big numbers. And he wasn't even playing full time the past year. How big an impact do you think he's going to have on the Cougars in a West Coast conference where there are some good big guys? St. Mary's has had some. Gonzaga's obviously had several. But night in and night out, he's going to have way more size than most people. Maybe uh, Gonzaga can wear him down. How much are you expecting out of him? Well, I think the team is going to have way more size than most people. Yeah, if he was 15 and 12 coming out of the Big Ten, he would be in the NBA right now. I think that's a fact. Uh, but, you know, Kentucky wanted him, so that obviously opens your eyes. Texas Tech, they were in the most recent national title game there, which wasn't this year, it was the year before. Uh, so there's a couple of big names there. Kentucky likes the one and done. That would have been the reverse one and done. For, for them. Usually it's just the freshman, not the grad transfer. Uh, but, you know, obviously he's got the size there and looking to see what uh, they can do. And I think the Cougars, you know, when they struggled, they struggled a little bit getting up, giving up offensive rebounds. Uh, even in the West Coast Conference, I think that was somewhat of a problem there. We'll have Mark Pope on later this morning to talk about that. And so he ought to be able to do that. Uh, to shore up that uh, a weakness you know I don't think they're looking at individual players to come in and just dominate I think they're looking to get guys who fit their team and what their team needs are so you could take a guy who maybe not individually is all that but you put him in with a bunch of other guys and he makes the team that much better you know Jeff Hornacek wasn't a Hall of Fame player by himself but when he came in with the statues and everybody else and Jerry Sloan they're getting to conference and NBA finals. Uh, and when he's with Philadelphia, they're having losing records. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it rather than individually, what is he going to be able to do? What's he going to be able to add to the team? Because the team is going to win. It's like I said with the Sun Devils there in the, just a couple of minutes ago. You know, they've had back-to-back wide receivers. They're fourth all-time in number of receivers for first round. So, obviously, they've had a few good receivers over the years. But the team hasn't been as good as it needs to be, so they need to get other good guys. So that's what I look. What can he bring to the team rather than what is he individually capable of doing? And, uh, you know, obviously we'll have to see on that, but I think it's a good addition. Well, a little rim protection. He averages a couple blocks a game. A little rebounding. That can always go a long way. You don't have to defend if you have the rebound. So... We'll see what he adds. DJ and PK coming up at 9 o'clock. We're talking with Mark Pope, BYU basketball head coach. David Locke will be here at 830. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Vince Scully, 92 years old, taking a fall at his home. He was hospitalized. The Dodgers tweeting out Thursday afternoon that the 92-year-old Scully is resting comfortably. They also sent out a quote. I won't be doing any more head-first sliding. I never liked it. Scully, of course, retired in 2016 and is an icon in L.A. after calling Dodger games for 67 years, actually dating back to when they were in Brooklyn. He moved west with them. Yeah, I think he was eight or nine years in Brooklyn, so he goes way, way back. I don't know that we'll ever have another announcer that'll be there for 67 years, particularly the way the things are set up uh, for, with him in uh, Los Angeles with uh, them being on the road all the time, half the time, and playing games when guys, people were on in cars 
driving home at four or five o'clock in the afternoon because of the time difference and everything that you got available now. And uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a funny line. Ninety-two years old, still got it going on certainly. So we wish him the best in his recovery. That is what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, David Locke at 830. Mark Pope at 9 o'clock right here uh, talking. He's going to have a uh, Zoom call. That's the new thing, PK. He's got a Zoom call at 11 o'clock with all the media. But uh, he'll be on with us here at 9 o'clock when we get his thoughts on the transfer and uh, how he's going to rebuild the team with three seniors and a lot of production going out of that starting lineup. Actually, had more seniors than that on the roster, but he had the, the three seniors in the starting lineup. We'll talk with him about that. Uh, Jordan Love going number 26 to the Green Bay Packers. How about that? And Aggie, the first player in the state to get drafted. Your reaction to all of that coming up next. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sam Amick from The Athletic. Last week, you were a little optimistic about finishing out this season. A lot of water has gone under the bridge since then. How has your opinion evolved? We heard some chatter that maybe some of that optimism had been dimmed because the experts in the room drilled down the reality of the situation. And so I was a little surprised this week that when I followed up with some of the same folks who had shared optimism going in, they actually did not feel any differently. It's still hard to kind of reconcile that because testing issues remain, but nonetheless, there still seems to be a real sense in some NBA circles they'll find a way to salvage the season. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical, always open during this challenging time. Call us at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. PK had an idea after the show that I should have had during the show yesterday, but, you know, better late than never. So I put up a poll question. Uh, Will Jordan Love and Jalen Johnson both be selected in the first round of the NFL draft? 34% said yes. That was the winner. The vote was very divided. 21% thought they were both going to fall to the second round, which came close to happening, but 26 to 30. Two picks. Obviously, Jordan Love went to the Packers. Uh, 21% thought Jalen Johnson would go in the first round, but not Jordan Love. 24% nailed it. Jordan's a first rounder. Johnson will fall out of the first round. And there's been plenty of chatter on uh, social media. The Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies love to uh, stick it to each other with uh, sarcastic tweets. And uh, Alex Chamberlain says, as a diehard Aggie fan, this means everything for Aggie Nation. Utah State, the Mountain West Conference, and the city of Logan. To have a quarterback from a smaller school and smaller conference get drafted in the first round, along with the regulars from Bama, LSU, and Ohio State, means the world. Congratulations, Jordan, and good luck in Green Bay. Aggie fans are puffing out their chest this morning. And they have every right to. Absolutely, yeah. They got a first-round draft pick. They got a quarterback. Uh, You don't know what it can lead to, but it's obviously a big-time positive, I think. Uh, I I can't say that it's necessarily going to lead to anything. Uh, The Utes had Alex Smith, and then after that, they were playing guys with sore arms, and guys who were only in the program because some Division II program shut its football program. Uh, so they didn't exactly cash in 
on all these slew of high-ranked quarterbacks just dying to get to Utah. So I can't say that, wow, this is really something that's going to mean something down the road that's going to be tangible. But for the moment, if I'm an Aggie, I'm reveling in it because your quarterback went in the first round. He's the first player taken in the state. I don't know what the polls were as who's the best player in the state and all that stuff. But who do the pros recognize as someone they wanted first? Utah State. And Utah State is a football program that's striving for respect here in the state, and obviously in its conference and whatever national uh, information or publicity they can get is just almost to the point of a bonus. Uh, but their name is out there, and, yeah, if I'm an Aggie today, I'm ecstatic that Jordan Love goes in the first round. Uh, I-, I felt he was going to go in the first round because of the position that he played. Uh, Jalen Johnson may be a better first-round talent. That's debatable. But because of the position he played, the premium isn't there no one is talking about we got to get our next franchise cornerback. No. Uh, the lockdown cornerback is the phrase that they use as opposed to franchise. But obviously the quarterback is the most important position. And the Packers felt necessary to trade up. I don't think Seattle was going to take him. Uh, but I can't, I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee anybody was going to take him or not going to take him. They did what they thought was necessary. And uh, they, they struck gold with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see over the next 10 years what Jordan Love can bring. So, yeah, absolutely. This is huge news for Utah State football. Jordan Love, the only group of five football player to go in the first round. The Power Five had 31 of the 32 picks, and the SEC had 15 of them. So, uh, if you want to puff out your chest as an Aggie fan, yes. Uh, Jack hits on the point you just hit on. This is very good for recruiting at Utah State. I'm pretty sure this gives them a leg up on BYU and recruiting and other major schools. He even went before anyone at Utah. Now they can use this and other players like Bobby Wagner to help in the recruiting battles. P.S. Good luck, Jordan, and go Aggies. Well, yes, they certainly can use them, but it still isn't clear if it will matter or not. Because to your point, Alex Smith went number one. Brian Johnson was, uh, he would have already been in the program, right? He would have already been on campus before Alex got drafted. And obviously he took him to the Sugar Bowl in the undefeated season. But then there was all sorts of chaos until, really until these past three years. And Tyler Huntley settled the position down more than anyone had come before him. Oh, since Alex Smith, yeah, for sure. I mean, they've had all they've had problems. I mean, Jordan Wynn was on a pitch count of all things, <laughs> yeah. and then ultimately uh, the injury derails his uh, his career. Travis Wilson, uh, Christensen treated him like a yo-yo, uh, have him hand off fifty times, and then bench him because the offense wasn't good enough, and they refused to throw. Uh, I've been on the sidelines there at the end of games when the Utes have lost since they've been in the Pac-12, and I can tell you the first most frustrating game was that loss to the Sun Devils in overtime. And uh, it's a long, it's an extraordinarily long walk from the field to north in the north end zone to the locker room there for, they've remodeled it a little bit, but at the time it was, it's the longest walk you're going to have. It's, I'll tell you how long the walk is. I'm getting off the point here, but what the heck. That uh, Chip Kelly took a timeout uh, at the end of the first half once, 
and it seemed like it was a controversial timeout because the, of the circumstances, and they interviewed him afterward, and they thought he was showing up the Sun Devils, and he said, no, I want to let our coaches get from the booth down to the locker room because it's such a long walk. <laughs> and so anyway, <laughs> the point That's that I'm story. making, it, yeah, the point that I'm making is that in that long walk, I had like five, six people come up to me on the fo- in the football program that were just furious over the play calling. And uh, because they wouldn't throw the ball. And then they bench uh, Wilson for uh, Kendall Thompson. And they were just yo-yoing those kids back and forth. And, and couldn't get settled on that position. But it's indicative that the quarterback was just something that they couldn't count on. Or they weren't willing to count on. And uh, we know that. And then they're getting transfers and uh, JC guys along the way. Uh, so... Uh, they never really capitalized, and Huntley did settle the position down, and they won 20 games. Now, he didn't get to start his entire junior year, but he started his entire senior year when they won 11 games, and 11 games is a lot of games, and I don't care that the season ended in two losses at the end. I get all that, but 11 games, it's hard for me to toss back an 11-game season when you're, well, 11-win season, no matter what happens at the end. As disappointing as it was, you still had a phenomenal season along the way, I believe, if you won 11 games. So I can't say that Utah State is in line now to really, really cash in on this. It sounds good in the moment, but that's that's to be determined. Whether he went in the second round or third round or first round, you know, you got to recruit. You got to recruit every day, and you got to get as many good players as you can get in there. Every little thing has the potential to help you. Whether it does or not, I don't know. Because quarterback, you know, we've seen at the high school to college level, you just don't know. As we've seen from the college level to the pro level, you just don't know. So get the guys in there and let them compete. And and obviously, if you're an Aggie fan, you're hoping one of them plays well. As did Jordan Love. Nobody was jumping up and down when Jordan Love got, uh, when uh, Matt Wells recruited the kid out of Bakersfield, thinking, man, we got our next franchise quarterback at the college level. He's going to be here three years, and he's going to go to the NFL as a first round pick. Nobody predicted that. I mean, I don't. No one, literally, no one predicted that. But yet, that's what happened. And good on Jordan. But in the moment now, and that's all we have today. We have today. If I'm an Aggie fan, I am thinking that this is just great news. And I'm puffing out my chest because it's pretty doggone cool. Because I heard like the last first round was, uh, was it Merlin Olson's brother in 1970 or something along those lines? Phil Olson, so this fourth is not overall. something that happens. Yeah, this is not something that happens, obviously, very often. So what was that, 40 years ago? Was that 1970? It ends in zero, so I got a shot of doing the math correctly. Even if I were to set down for 10 minutes. Yeah, see, I told you I screw. I would screw it up. It's 50 years ago, so that's a long time ago. And celebrate big time. And you got a first-round pick, first kid in the state, no less. If you think that gives you a leg up on BYU, I'm not so sure it does. But if you think it does, have fun with it. You know, to your point about uh, the quarterback position can be overvalued, but you got to have one. So people f- put first round picks on them. You know, in the NBA, we like to go back three or five years and redraft stuff to see if it really paid off. Because, you know, when guys are five years into the NBA career, you kind of have an idea where they're going. Quarterbacks can be real late bloomers. You know, Alex Smith got drafted number one, and for six years, you can go back and look at his record. He never had a winning record as a starting quarterback. And I think there was one year he only started 10 games. He start the whole schedule and he went five and five. That was like his high watermark. So for six years, there was no payoff. And then from that point forward, no matter which team he's been with, he's never had a losing record. 
And so take, a quarterback can take a while to play out. So I went back in the draft just 10 years just randomly, right? It's the 2020 draft. How do the quarterbacks who were drafted in 2010 do? I couldn't, until I did this, I couldn't even told you who the guys were in the 2010 draft who were quarterbacks. But you'll remember them when I tell you who they were. Uh, there were only two that year, which I found odd. Sam Bradford went number one to St. Louis. Uh, he did start for a while, but didn't really change the course of football. Uh, and Tim Tebow went 25th to Denver. And that's it. So teams are going to reach for quarterbacks, but you can be a first-round quarterback and... You can have a wide range of results. I mean, we all know guys who've gone in the first round have been big hits. Rodgers was, even though he slipped. But, man, you can just pick any random draft. Go back 6, 8, 10, 12 years, and you just kind of shrug your shoulders when you look at the name. So there's no way to know how this is going to play out going forward. But that doesn't stop people from weighing in on our Facebook page. Uh, Brooks, wow, good for him. I don't see him as a Rodgers replacement. Let's see how he does. Uh, Brian says, I don't think that'll be a real popular pick in Green Bay. And Joshua says, that's a perfect spot for him. While Jamie weighs in with, the Packers screwed this up badly. Jordan's great, don't get me wrong. But this was the wrong pick for Green Bay. Jamie wanted them to address other needs. Well, when you have a 36-year-old quarterback uh, who, you know, going to be a Hall of Famer, you're looking to win now. This is just the way it is, man. And really, so many teams are looking to win now uh, because you can have quick transformations in the NFL. It's been done a number of times. So, and if you're going to get to the postseason, you're thinking that you're going to get to the postseason the following year. And so if I'm a Packer fan this morning, Honestly, I'm happy for Jordan Love, but I don't know how happy I am for the Packers because they got someone who's not expected to contribute next year. I mean, he literally could go the entire season without not getting into one game. And that That's not that unusual for rookie quarterbacks uh, to literally not get in any games or if they do contribute very little. You look at Mahomes, who's the quarterback of the current age, right? I don't know what he did his first year, but it couldn't have been anything more than garbage time because Alex Smith, as you said, and then the second year, he's MVP. I mean, that's just incredible, right? I mean, you go from uh, standing around to MVP, and now then in your third year, you're winning the Super Bowl. I mean, wow, that's the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, that is big to time. To do that. Yeah, I mean, very few people are going to have that arc. Even some of the greatest don't have that arc. And now it's looking like this kid's a Hall of Famer and the Chiefs are going to be uh, the Patriots for the next 10 years. I don't know how many Super Bowls they're going to win, but the Patriots always seem to be contention or were in contention in the in Torn Brady's years. And that's what we're thinking of with the Chiefs now all of a sudden, man. And just three years ago, he was a player where we weren't really sure. Nice pick, but, you know, how much was he a system quarterback under Kingsbury and throwing the ball 85 times a game and racking up all these yards? Well, what does it really mean? You know, I don't know what it means. Well, for the case of Mahomes, it meant everything. Uh, So who's to say this is something that is going to take probably at least, at least two to three years to evaluate, but... It doesn't appear that he can help you right now. So it's funny, you know, because the Aaron Rodgers thing has come full circle. Brett Favre wasn't happy when the Packers drafted Rodgers, but he was sitting there at, what, 24? And obviously it was a brilliant, brilliant pick. If that draft were to go over again, 100% of the times Aaron Rodgers would have gone first. He would have gone. He's a Bay Area kid. He would have gone to this hometown team. Uh, And... 
uh, turned out where it turned out. Now here, Rodgers got the same thing. He's at the latter stages of his NFL career, and he's probably looking for immediate help. But they get Jordan Love. And if they get anything close to what they got out of Rodgers or the Jordan Love, the Packer people are going to be jumping up and down. So, you, But you're just going to have to sit. It's like This is like a baseball draft, really, sometimes when you draft a quarterback. You know, very few baseball players make the jump from uh, most likely college, maybe a couple high school, but college right to the major leagues. You know, if you can get a Bryce Harper where the ascension from the draft to the big leagues is very quick, I think Bryce maybe played a year, maybe a little more than a year. Same thing with Mike Trout was very quickly into the big leagues, and both those guys are off and running, doing their thing. If you can get that out of Jordan Love, you would take it. Because who knows how long Aaron Rodgers has at 36. You know, you can say you want to play till X amount, and I've seen a couple guys do that, and that's great, but you're not really sure. Because it seemed like when Peyton Manning lost it, he lost it pretty quick. He lost it very quickly, and at 36, and actually he turns 37 during the season. He's got a December birthday. So you got to think that he's right at the end. Um but Breeze has gotten to 40, and now, uh, yeah. what, it's going to be 43 now for Tom Brady. Uh, but, but, man, you are yeah. really pushing the envelope here. So, I, I wonder how it'll work. You know, Favre famously, uh, you know, wasn't that great for Rodgers, and Rodgers uh, fumed waiting, and now, you know, he gets to the end of your career. It, it seems like it's going to take forever, and then I think when you get there, it's like, wow, that was about five minutes. That didn't, that didn't go very long. Uh, he was hurt, I should say, too, a couple years ago. So to your point, you know, would love play. Um, yeah. You know, how will they end up constructing their roster? There's still time to make moves, make deals. There's still some uh, free agents out there waiting, you know, to see where they land, who could, who could be a backup. Because what if they get in a position where they need someone to play? He got hurt in 2017. He's been really durable. You know, five of the last six ga- years, he's played every game. But he got hurt in 2017 right. and only played seven games so it's quarterback you never know I mean I think we can all see the play you know he gets outside the pocket takes the hit you know kind of spins and then is like uh oh you know it's like he knew (laughs) he knew right there that he was in trouble so all right uh anything else from the uh, draft other takeaways you can hit us up on twitter your reaction to Jordan Love, the only player in state going in the first round. What do you think? Hit us up on Twitter at David DJ James. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. Um, David says, it's time to go pick the sour grapes. Love will be better in the NFL because of his side, his speed, and the gun on his shoulder. Man, if it were that simple to assess NFL quarterbacks, NFL teams wouldn't miss nearly as much as they do. If it was just size and speed and, and how good an arm you have, there's way more to it. There's way more subtleties to being successful in the NFL than just that. I mean, I'd rather have all those, all those things and not have them, but it's not like Drew Brees is the biggest guy. It's not like Tom Brady's the fastest guy. There's way more to it. Right, but that's why they didn't go as high as they did. Now, for Tom Brady... It's the greatest all-time late-round draft pick uh, ever. I'm probably since Mike Piazza went in the 61st round, something ridiculous like that, and Mike Piazza ends up going into the Hall of Fame and holds the record for most home runs uh, hit from the as a catcher in the batting when he was batting. 
uh, playing catcher. Uh, that seems outrageous. Uh, but Tom Brady will go down. Uh, certainly, uh, what did he go in the sixth round? I'm pretty sure he'll go down as the best sixth round pick ever. <laughs> the only thing that uh, I maybe could the, the best. Put- yeah. Well, yes, I agree. The only one I could put up there is Terrell Davis had a 2,000-yard season and won the Super Bowl for the Broncos as a running back, and he was a sixth-round pick. But that's still one or two Super Bowls he has a hand in, and Brady's got six. So it's still Brady. Right. Uh, but you want those types of things, and I think that those are the types of things, the measurables that Jordan Love has, that helps him get in there. Uh, but to assign him greatness down the road, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that at all. Uh, but and I don't think that I don't think that it's Rogers' job to teach Jordan Love anything. I think it's the coach's jobs to teach Jordan Love what he needs to do. So if Rogers wants to give this kid the cold shoulder, and eh, I don't really care about that because. The way I look at it is someone's coming in here to compete for my job. Huh, that's my competitor, man. And you're my co- – in fact, if you take that attitude, because that's the attitude I've always taken, <laughs> is the world is my competition. And maybe yeah, but you've also but, now. but you've also been nice to young sports writers and sports casters in press boxes and hanging out. I mean, I've seen you talk to them. Now, granted, sometimes yeah, when you're being nice, sometimes, right, I know, but you're later in your career and they're younger, so that would be the comparison. You're right. I wouldn't expect a guy no, in his no. third year to be nice to a rookie. I mean, they're going to compete their whole careers, but I think it's different when a quarterback's 36 or, you know, 37. No, I don't, I don't think it's different because in Aaron, Mar- Aaron Rodgers' mindset, he's not 36 his mindset is that the 2020 season is going to be the best season that he's ever had. So his mindset is as if he's 25 and 26. He's not going into it thinking, I'm 36 years old, and I wouldn't want him to go into it because we hear from coaches. Now, I don't talk to a lot of NFL coaches because we don't have an NFL team, but I talk to college coaches all the time year round and obviously in the season constantly and they'll tell you that practice is about competition positions are open now they're not realistically entirely open but they're looking to have competition in the situations because we've heard a million times as far as how that gives brings out the best in you so when they get together I want Jordan Love to think, I'm going to compete for the starting job. I don't want Jordan Love to come in here thinking, yeah, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to learn. There's really no pressure on me because I'm not playing because I've got this veteran here who's going to go in the Hall of Fame and is one of the greatest of all time. Wherever you want to put him is up to you. I don't care about that list. That's not the mindset I want Jordan Love to take. I want him to take that Aaron Rodgers is standing in the way of him playing. And I want Aaron Rodgers to be of the mindset, hey, this young buck is trying to take my job. This isn't about a building to help some younger kid and pass on your knowledge. Absolutely not. That's what Ty Detmer was there for because he wasn't a threat to be a starter. No way do I want that. That's absolutely the absolute opposite thing. And for me, I try to give back. If any young guy approaches me on anything, I try because I'm not competing with him. 
So it's not a comparable situation. And by young guy, I don't mean just male, female too, whoever it might be. And I've tried to help give back because heaven knows I haven't been a mentor anyplace else. So hopefully I can be one in a career situation, a work situation. So, But for Rodgers and, and Jordan Love, it's about competition. I also think that a lot of that gets overplayed. It sounds really good. Sounds good here on the radio. But the fact is, you get to sit in the quarterback meetings. So, you know, as far as, well, you get to pick your brain. Well, you literally get to hear everything that's said in quarterback meetings, right? You're going to be there with a coordinator, a position yes. coach. Uh, typically, NFL teams have three quarterbacks. Some have two. But typically, you got three. You might even have a fourth guy in a practice squad, depending on the team. So you're going to be at every practice. You're going to be in every film session. You're going to be in the meeting when they're, they're fleshing out the game plan, right? So... I've always thought there's yes. plenty to learn whether you're trying to teach or not. I read a story on Mahomes because, you know, as he blew up and was fascinating, you want to know as much as you can. And he said that the way Alex Smith handled this whole thing, because they obviously had the age gap as well, and Smith just told him, this is when I get to the facility. Follow me around as much as you want when I'm in a facility. Do whatever you want. And that was pretty much the only thing he ever said to him. Yeah. He made it clear, hey, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not slamming the door so you can't walk in a room and hear something. This is when I get here. <laughs> you know? And when he's at home, I mean, Alex yeah. is older now and he's married with kids. And you know, I'm not going to go home and call you on the phone and start talking football with you. I'm going to see my kids and you know, hang out with the family. Uh, but this is when I get to the facility, so follow me around. And I would think if you have an NFL uh, offensive coordinator and an NFL quarterback coach and you got Aaron Rodgers and you're in the meeting, man, there, there's plenty of information to soak up there without them spoon-feeding you even more. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's the whole point is that it's up to the player, in this case Jordan Love, Mahomes was the other guy, and I thought that's an excellent story you brought up uh, as far as Alex Smith saying what he needed to be said. Uh, it sounds like, in my mind, Alex Smith handled handled, handled it perfectly, is that, hey, here's what we do. Now, it's up to you to learn. It's not up to me to teach you. It's up to you to learn. And if you have a question or two, fire away. But it's up to Jordan Love to gain as much information as he possibly can. It's not up to Aaron Rodgers. He's not a teacher. He's a player. Maybe the coaches, that's another story. But the player, he's not going to say, did you understand that, Jordan? Any questions on that, Jordan? No, that's not his job. Holding his hand. It's up for Jordan to, yeah. That, that, that's the yeah. whole point. And that Alex Smith story that you just said illustrates exactly with what I'm trying to say. And it's up to Mahomes then to pay attention. And if he's got questions, he's got a quarterback coach, he's got a coordinator, he's got a head coach. And in this case, he's got one of the best, speaking specifically of Mahomes and Andy Reid. And you see it. It's so cool to see Andy Reid on the sideline sitting next to Mahomes, talking to him while the game is going on. That's Andy Reid's job. And obviously Andy Reid did one heck of a job. Uh, we got a lot more reaction flowing in here on Twitter at David DJ James. Uh, Brian says, underdogs all around us. They prove through hard work. They're better than people believed. Good for Jordan. Glad we could watch him grow in Logan. Uh, Brett says, good for Jordan. But that's a weird spot for Green Bay to be taking a quarterback. I think that goes back to your argument like, hey, it's win-now material. Isn't there someone in the first round who can get on the field and make plays right now? Uh, and then there's a couple funny ones here. Uh, Trevor, should have been Tyler Huntley, S-M-H. 
Got the sarcasm there, Trevor. Thank you very much. Fat Thor in Crocs says, It's the farm connection. Cow's milk makes cheese. I think legally, Green Bay had to take the Utah State guy. Nice. Good work there. Okay, that's a decent reach. I like that. All right, DJ and PK, what you watch last night? We will get to that coming up. David Locke at 8.30. Mark Pope, BYU basketball coach at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Utah, Spencer Cox. Where we, If I could deliver a swab test right now and an antibody test to every person in the state of Utah, we could open up our economy completely tomorrow. We would know who has the disease. We could isolate them. We would know who has had it already. We would know how far widespread it is. That's where we want to get to. Is that the level we're going to need to get to from a testing standpoint before we start putting people back in stadiums and arenas across the country? Maybe. I do see a path for some of these with the tests that are going now where this summer we could have some antiviral medications that significantly reduce the loss of life and hospitalization. Once we get to that phase, then I think that's a game changer and would allow us to have some of these bigger sporting events sooner rather than later. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What did you watch last night? Well, obviously, we all watched the NFL draft. And on and on and on. I did track PK while watching the draft. You know, we had that uh, discussion yesterday, which I thought we got a surprising amount of negativity and blowback about, but I guess not. It's social media and it's talk radio. Maybe I should just expect that stuff. But there's just, uh, and, and you had the, the poll uh, that ranked the number of, it wasn't really a poll, but it, it kind of ranked the wins the Pac-12 teams had had, and then it also ranked them by how many NFL draft picks they had. And there was a clear correlation with the exception of UCLA and, and possibly Utah is a little too low, but for 10 of the 12 teams, man, you can just draw a straight line. You got a lot of NFL guys, you win a lot of games. And if you look at what happened in the first round of the draft last night, LSU coming off 15-0 and the national title, they had five guys drafted most. Alabama, who's been elite for a decade, they don't win it all the time, but the title goes through Alabama. you got to beat them to get there. Bama had four guys drafted. That's nine of the 32 right out of those two schools. And next up was Ohio State, who had three, and I'm sure the Buckeyes are kind of kind of claiming four because they recruited Burroughs and he transferred, obviously, uh, partway through his time at Ohio State. Uh, Auburn, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, and TCU each had two. So TCU is a bit of an outlier, right? They've been good, but they haven't been a national a national player. But the other teams have all been in the playoffs. It, once again, it's a straight line from best teams, most first round NFL draft picks. It's it's obvious. It jumps out at you. I think it does. Yeah. I don't think that there's any question on that, that that's a direct correlation there. That's why those teams are battling for the playoff all the time. That's what we're talking about, Utah, having as many kids that they're going to have drafted in these next, uh, what, 36 hours. It's going to be reflective of the quality of their team. You want to have as many NFL guys as you can possibly have. It's not specifically was the mantra the to have your guys play in the NFL you're not there to train them to be NFL guys but I think that if you acknowledge that and that you bring that to the point bring that to the forefront that's just saying well we can't recruit 
enough NFL guys, so we're going to spin it that way, whereas you should be saying we're going to get as many NFL guys as we possibly can because, let's face it, man, yeah, you could say it's all about education, and education is important, especially for a guy like me who obviously didn't have uh, any uh, professional athletic talent whatsoever and so i needed that to be able to say i got a degree and get a job and all that stuff but these guys here are about playing in the nfl and that's what they're there for that's their primary reason who was it card cardale jones i didn't come here to play school <laughs> that was a good line <laughs> Okay, now, I think you took best, a lot of grief for that. Best case <laughs> scenario, on, man, that was yeah. real. It, it was real. <laughs> I, I think best case scenario is what we saw this last group of Utes do, and I think there. I think players have done this before. I just think this last group was more vocal about it. They got asked about it. Is that you just bring kids in, you tell them you want to go to the NFL. You're always recruiting the mom and the dad. I said, not only do I want to get you ready for the NFL, you're going to get a degree. Now, they can be penalized scholarships going forward if they have a bunch of kids who don't get degrees. There's a whole formula, and it's not fascinating, Sports Talk Radio, so we don't need to get into it. But that there's definitely pressure on coaches to graduate kids. But in football, the way the draft works, they tell them, hey, you're going to work hard in the classroom. You're going to get your degree. You're not going to get a degree in four years because you're going to be going to the NFL the fourth year. You're going to get it in three and a half. You're going to go to summer school. When you're power five, you get all the money and you get all these support people, and some of them are academic people, and they put them on track. And the number of kids who, I mean, we were talking to them, you know, late in the season. And Zach Moss, we, we go up and do interviews um, and talk to players on a practice, usually like a Monday or Tuesday, right? And so we were doing an interview with Zach Moss. He's like, Yeah, I'm graduating in December. And then we do an interview with Jalen Johnson, like, I'm graduating uh, in December. I got my degree. And that was when I asked him, like, well, do you have any social life? I mean, you're going pro after three years. Or Zach's going after four years. You're going after three. He says, no, not really. I had a list of parties when I got here. I did the summer school. I'm taking this many units. I'm, I've got these online classes. And it was just all business. And so you can, you can do both if you want. And it's a great recruiting pitch to parents if you get enough kids who do it. You know, the coach can sit there and say, uh, basically, it's, it's what you were just talking about with quarterbacks. You know, if Jordan Love wants to learn from Aaron Rodgers, he gets to sit in meetings with him. Take advantage of it. He gets to wear the headset during games and, and hear the coaches talking with him, right? Take advantage of it. And it's the same thing with the players. We have guys who graduate in three and a half years. We can put you on that track. But, you know, Kyle's not going to be clicking on some online class. You are. If you want to do it, graduate. But the play school line is still hilarious. <laughs> Uh, even you know, even when you go to the Pac-12, and if you break it out by league, there were 15 SEC guys drafted, five from the Big Ten, five from the Big 12, and then three from the ACC and three from the Pac-12. And look at Pac-12. It's Oregon, USC, and Arizona State. Well, team that wins the league, team that wins the league, and team that's usually decent and has a rep for skill players, and sure enough, they got a, a really good skill player. There's, there's nothing yes, unpredictable about, yeah, unpredictable exactly about it. Yeah, when you look back, you know, in the Big Ten, Ohio State had three picked, and Iowa and Michigan each had one. I guess if I'm surprised there, it's that Penn State or Michigan State or Wisconsin didn't have one. But if I tell you Iowa State had three guys picked, Ohio State had three picked, and Iowa and Michigan each had one, you just kind of shrug and go, yeah, that's kind of the Big Ten. That makes sense. I did see it a does. tweet. Yeah, I did see a tweet here from Joel Klatt because everyone's locked in on the draft. And the thing he broke down was that seven Texas high school players got drafted 
and none of them went to Texas. The Longhorns. Why are the Longhorns down? So it's the other end. You know, these, these teams with first-round draft picks, they're really good. So here's Texas with no first-round draft picks, but there were seven kids in Texas. Who's assessing the talent there? Texas Longhorns are supposed to get a lot of the best players from Texas, and it didn't happen. That's interesting. They gotta, they gotta get some. Oh, also, he also points out that of the seven players from Texas who were first round picks, zero went to Texas A and M. How are Texas and Texas A and M not getting the best kids in Texas? Because uh, Oklahoma is, because LSU is, right? The border states are going in there. Uh, Bama goes in there. Makes me want to go back and find out wh- the seven kids. Did uh, you know we read that thing about Urban Meyer just because we always follow Urban Meyer. Um, he was looking for speed, and he took Ohio State and started recruiting nationally. I wonder if any of those uh, Ohio State kids uh, were, were from there. Oh, Chase Young. Oh, Chase Young's from Maryland. Okay. I don't know if I can read this here. Chase, oh. Chase Young's from Maryland. Yeah, he is. You're right. No, here it is. I got the list. The cornerback. The quarter, Jeff Oduka is the guy. And CeeDee Lamb, obviously, is from Texas. I actually, right. actually knew that. Uh, Jeff Gladney, another corner. One of the, the corner who went 31. I was mentioning that Jalen Johnson is probably steamed because corners went 30 and 31 in the 32-pick first-round draft. The last corner taken, yeah. Jeff Gladney, is a, uh, yeah. is a Texas kid, too. They, they had a bunch of kids taken from 20 to 31 who were Texas kids. So, All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Stay with us. Coming up, 8.30, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz is here. Mark Pope at 9 o'clock. More on the draft next, including what to expect tonight. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone.